Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. So you never pull the trigger. I, I would never point a gun at anyone to pull a trigger. Charges will be filed involving Alec Baldwin. A criminal accident. The clock ticking on government funding. Consequences for the country are a major economic crash. Republicans and Democrats are blaming each other. Classified information. We will not comment. Why was it okay to raid Mar-a-Lago? There's such hypocrisy. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. It is News and Views for a political trivia Thursday. And uh, your category today is government rationing. Interesting question. Going back in a little history here. I'll, I'll give you a hint. World War II? World War II. Mm. Government rationing. Okay. So go... Go Google government rationing. Maybe you'll have a leg up. Uh, lots to talk about today. Uh, remember yesterday we were talking about Ivan um, Provorov. He's a defensive player for the Philadelphia Flyers. He refused to go out on the ice on Pride Night and wear a gay pride shirt and warm up with gay pride tape around his hockey stick. The stick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mm, stepped mm. in that one, didn't I? Don't throw hanging curveballs. <laughs> Don't throw hanging curveballs to me because I will hit them out of the park with my middle school uh, middle school humor. We're only five seconds <laughs> into the program. I've already uh, done it. Anyway, he he refused to go out on the ice. The rest of the story is that Ivan Provorov's jerseys have sold out. <laughs> Sold out. And he's uh, in he's in Philadelphia. Philadelphia Flyers. Probably South Philly probably bought a bunch of them, probably. Anyway, <laughs> good for him. Good for him. You know, but what's so bad about it is, leave it to a, I mean, I assume, is he American citizen or is he I assume he's Russian. He's Russian right. Orthodox. Okay. Uh, that's why he said he's not going to participate in the gay right. pride deal. But, but leave it to... A, a Russian to step up and talk about individual rights and freedoms and the freedom. To Isn't that the irony of irony? Yeah, you know when when the you know the woke NFL and the woke uh, NBA and all the other professional sports teams. But you know, I guess um, um, Americans uh, they're just afraid to step up and speak speak up, afraid of being canceled. Oh, yeah. good, good for yep. this guy, but yep. maybe they need to look at this guy for his his lead. Sad but true. Uh, News and Observer is reporting President Donald Trump will be visiting North Carolina on Saturday to attend a Celebration of Life event honoring Lynette Diamond Hardaway, Hardaway known as the conserv- in conservative circles as Diamond of Diamond and Silk, the political duo. She died on January the 11th, 51 years old. Um, anyways, coming in for the event, which will be held at the Crown Theater in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Doors open at 3 p.m. Um, you need to go online and get a ticket if you were interested in being a part of that. Is that downtown or where is that? I assume so. It's in the Crown Complex. I'm not sure exactly where that is, but uh, the Crown Theater, I'm sure if you're familiar with Fayetteville, you know exactly where it is. So uh, Trump will be coming to town. WBT is reporting a man in uh, North Carolina is accused of stealing a tractor and leading police on a miles-long chase. 
WBTV reports a witness caught some of the chase and shared the video on TikTok showing police vehicles chasing a man in a stolen John Deere tractor <laughs> in Watauga County. According to Boone Police, the man struck multiple cars, uh, including a police vehicle. He also ran into a church and did some damage. They put down, what are they called, the sticks that uh, flatten the tires? Uh, I don't know. Sticks the stop would, sticks. Yeah, I stop sticks. Would, yeah, well, got, I got news for you. They don't work on tractor tires. <laughs> <laughs> I think the tractor caught them and took them with them. Anyway, the police had to shoot out the tires to stop the guy. Hmm. That guy must have gotten a hold of some bad moonshine. That guy must have been, uh, must have been up there in Watauga County. He must have been up there at Meat Camp. That's kind of an interesting part of Watauga County. For anyone that knows anything about Watauga County, they know about Meat Camp. The uh, big news out of D.C., uh, along with uh, Hunter, and we'll get to Hunter in a little bit, but uh, the Supreme Court has apparently... Well, the, the the folks investigating the Supreme Court Dobbs leak have basically hit a roadblock. Dead end. <laughs> not not, mm. uh, not according to what I would do. It's a it's simple simple solution. Uh, I'm I'm all ears. No, really, you, I'm all ears, Larry. You just march every ass in there and say, "Here's the deal. No one's owned up for it. You're all fired." Well, there you go. Plain and simple. There you go. Somebody's going to talk. That's what I would do. Well, the the, the innocent person is going to talk. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, I, it's sort of like uh, when Solomon was going to chop the baby in half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they you know, but this just does not pass the smell test. No. I mean, you stop and think about the the number of people they've been able to identify that just attended the Donald Trump speech, not mm -hmm. necessarily even went into the Capitol. Right. And, the, I mean, how many thousands of people were up there that day? And yet, they've said that there's three dozen people. There's one that we suspect, but we can't go any further than that. It, it just doesn't pass the smell test. No, and, you know, I, I've got a theory that it's actually a justice. I think it's Justice Sotomayor. You know, she, she has been... Would they look the other way if it was a justice? Probably. I think Probably so. so yeah. But I mean, she is because uh, what what provisions are there? Uh, I mean, maybe are there a code of ethics for Supreme Court justices? I mean, how do you remove one? Probably takes an act of Congress. Probably two thirds of the Congress. I, I don't know. But yeah, she has been so partisan, so anti-Trump, and she wasn't really partisan on the surface as much until Donald Trump got in office. I mean, she said she has said things that's just complete, probably the most inappropriate remarks in my lifetime out of anyone from the bench. And I just I just think uh I, I think just think her hatred for Trump all of a sudden she just can't forget politics now. And I well, you know the, the interesting that's thing just is That's just a theory. I'm not well, I'm no, not no, saying but, she but, did. But the, the, what you're saying is prevalent in with progressives, with the Democrat Party. I mean, their attitude is, we don't care. We want anarchy. We're not going to follow the rules. Mm -hmm. We don't care what the rules are. We're not going to follow them. And uh, screw y'all. We're going to do what we darn well please. I'm trying to keep it PG <clears throat> here, but that, that's the attitude of so many of these progressives. And 
they 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 want anarchy anyway, and and so therefore, I mean, why do you think they keep saying, well, you know, we got to do? I mean, they they hint around at it, you know. They say, well, you know, I, I'll take a vow to the Constitution, but then they shoot the bird at the Constitution and how they conduct their business day in and day out. Uh, and this has never happened, has it? Uh, not that well, not at the Supreme not Court level. Supreme Court level that we know of, anyway. I mean, I, I know it's happened lower because uh, when we sued the FCC, that was leaked out in the middle of the Clarence Thomas hearings. Uh, okay, the actual document was released, correct? The actual draft. I believe I believe that is correct. I okay. remember I remember Politico uh, ran a story on it, and I think they had uh, I think they actually had access to the draft. So, h- how many had access to the draft? Not not everyone. How many had access to the machines? Yeah, there's a digital footprint with everything that you do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, when, you know, when they can go and ping. <clears throat> You know these bad guys. I mean, the, the the murderer up in Idaho. I mean, you know they mm-hmm. they've pinged everywhere he's been. The guy yeah. that uh, apparently has chopped up his wife was it up in Massachusetts or Connecticut? Uh, yeah, Connecticut. Uses, well, yeah. I mean, they they pinged every. They know they know where he was in the off in the Home Depot. They know what he bought. They knew he was at a dumpster. They went back and found. You know the but, the saw and the and the bloody uh, clothing and. They know exactly when and where he was. Yeah, and that guy, I mean, he's <laughs> he's leading for the next episode of Dumb Crook News. I mean, he goes to his daughter's laptop and, like, types, you know, how to dispose of a 115-pound woman or something like that. <laughs> and and uh, yeah. can you identify a person by their teeth? Or I mean, gosh, yeah. he yeah. wanted to get yeah. caught. Yeah. Conservatives are reacting to the report that the, Uni- uh, the United States Supreme Court uh, is unable to identify the individual who la- uh, leaked the draft opinion. Um, George Washington University law professor Jonathan Turley said on Twitter that the court's inability to find the leaker is, quote, chilling. The Supreme Court's report indicates they cannot isolate the culprit among the over 80 possible suspects. Now, another article said there was 36 I guess this is total possible. There are 36 likely uh, for the Dobbs leak. It's an admission that is almost as chilling as the leak itself, Turley said. It will likely revive concerns over whether the FBI should have been asked to take the lead on the investigation. The court is only a few blocks from the world's leading forensic investigatory body. What is clear is that any hope for a deterrent on such unethical conduct has been dramatically reduced. Bingo. Did it once and got away with it. What's going to happen next time? Same thing. Thus far, the culprit succeeded in not just leaking the opinion, but evading detection. David Marcus, a columnist, asked, can Congress investigate the Supreme Court leak? Mike Johnson from Louisiana tweeted that the leak will put the court's future operations at risk. This breaking news is a dangerous and inexcusable development that will jeopardize future operations of our nation's highest court. Justice is clearly not been served here, and the guilty party remains at large. Uh, again, this is this will happen again because they've gotten away with it. And quite frankly, what's so sad is, did, do you go to the FBI? Do you assume that the FBI is going to be on your side? I mean, the, the damage that has been done by the James Comey, Christopher Ray FBI is it's going to if it can be repaired, it's going to take a lot of years to repair it. Well, that's why, from the beginning, Chief Justice Roberts, I mean, should have appointed an independent investigation, maybe asked the Justice Department or someone independent of that body 
to investigate. Well, they actually did bring in a uh, another group, the Chertoff group, um, which was an outside investigatory uh, group. Uh, they came in. They they apparently haven't been able to come to any conclusions. Yeah, I just um, I, maybe they found the answer they didn't want, and maybe it's the justice. So we'll say. Uh, so uh, I tell you, let's go ahead and take a time out. We've got lots more to talk about. And, again, we will have political trivia in a little bit. Not now, in a little bit. Stay with us. More news and views coming up. Let's go, Brandon! Let's go, Brandon! When we are not covering Brandon's heroics. This, uh, Brandon, he, what does he play? Well, Mr. President, they're not. Um... Folks, let's hear it for Brandon. What a job he's doing. Let's go, Brandon! Now back to news and Let's news go. on 96.3 and 103.7. January 19th, 68 years ago today, 1955, a presidential news conference was filmed for the very first time for TV with President Dwight D. Eisenhower. That would have been a good uh, political trivia question. Mm-hmm. And uh, 70 years ago, 1953, Lucille Ball gave birth to Desi Arnaz Jr., during a regularly scheduled episode of I Love Lucy, scriptwriters gambled that Ball would have a boy and wrote a script accordingly. Two-thirds of the country's TV viewers watched that episode. That That is uh, something to think about. It. Could, could you pull that off today where two-thirds of the uh, country would be watching uh, TV episodes? Well, we have two or three networks back then. Yeah, yeah <laughs> That's about yeah, the only thing yeah, to do. Yeah. And Quick look at your weather forecast. Some clouds this evening will give away to mainly clear skies, a low of 51. Tomorrow, mostly sunny skies, a high of 61. Tomorrow night, generally fair, a low of 33. Saturday, a high of 52. And except for a few afternoon clouds, a lot of sunshine. Sunday, the rain comes back in, a high of 56. Looks like a chance of rain on Sunday is uh, pretty strong. Uh, the graphic says 60%. Uh, my notes here say 100%. So somewhere between 60 and 100 Weather brought to you by our friends at the Ironwood Country Club. Have you heard the news? Ironwood Golf and Country Club was voted best golf course in Greenville for the fourth year in a row. Ironwood boasts an 18-hole Lee Trevino design course, members-only full-service dining areas with monthly social events, a competition-sized swimming pool, clay tennis courts, making Ironwood the perfect place to make new traditions with your family. Find out more by contacting Jenna Doyle, the membership director, her number is 252-752-4653. Also, remember, when you join Ironwood, essentially you're joining three additional clubs, the Beaufort Club in Beaufort, Compass Point Golf Club, and Magnolia Greens, located near Wilmington. Join Ironwood. You have access to all four country clubs. It is political trivia. We'll play in a little bit. Your category this uh, day is government rationing. Washington Times is reporting that Hunter Biden's access to uh, Cousin Eddie's Corvette would uh, be pretty strong evidence that he had access to the classified documents. Uh, according to pictures that the Washington Free Beacon has uh, re- gotten off the laptop, reviewed the laptop, and found four 2017 photographs with Hunter Biden behind the wheel of his dad's 67 Corvette, uh, pretty obvious, and by the way, they can go GPS metadata embedded in the photos indicate they were taken within a minute of each other at 6.49 p.m. on July 30th of 2017. 
And apparently, pretty much uh, a good portion of 2017, 2018, and 2019, Hunter Biden was living with his parents, Mm -hmm. living with uh, Joe and Jill. And uh, so did he have access? Well, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, all over. And this is the guy was getting paid off by foreign governments. And 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 what's interesting is we don't know the details of the documents, but a lot of these top secret documents were related to Ukraine and China. And China. Yeah, and he was getting he was getting more money from China, and he was uh, the Burisma deal. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. He's probably running running lines of coke off the hood of the '67 vet, probably. Well, we know <laughs> that there was a couple of young ladies that were scantily uh, dressed in the car with him. Uh, if you look at the photographs, their faces are blurred, but the rest of them are right oh, there. Oh, really? So we've got a little something I need to check out. <laughs> <laughs> Laura? <laughs> I'll write them in. Uh, Let's see. Hunter and Vet with... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here's, here's the frustrating thing about... You know, I, I was saying that the, the, the rules don't apply to progressives. They just lie with impunity, and I mean, it's just it's it's aggravating. And yet, I, I somehow I naively expect people to follow the basic rules of ethics and of law. That when you your yes let your yes be yes and your no be no, the scriptures say. And these people wouldn't know the truth if it hit them across the side of the head. Uh, and before we leave Hunter Biden, just briefly. <laughs> When I start, the first thing I did, Hunter Biden, and the first thing pops up, Hunter Biden's image is smoking crack. <laughs> I mean, what is that? That's, that's where, yeah, well, what there he is. Say? There he is. <laughs> so it comes out today also, not only did Hunter have access to the car, but now, surprise, apparently there are visitors log to the Wilmington Biden house. <laughs> and now... The Secret Service says, well, okay, well, we didn't have an official logbook, but if you actually want to know, if Congress requests who showed up at the House, yeah, I mean, if we came in contact with them, we would have a, well, my gosh, the guy was vice president. Well, well, he's vice president, certainly vice president, but no one can go see him without the Secret Service clearing it first. Of course. I mean, that's just... So, in essence, there is a log of everybody that came and went. And and you know, protocol is they log everyone in. You know they do. Uh, Just to protect the Secret Service, you know. It was interesting. Uh, Chris, this is cut one. Now, a couple days ago, Peter Ducey was asking Corrine Jean-Pierre about... Okay, do we know who actually showed up? And you know, the the question was about the logs. I, I this is this has got to be the the top ten of evading an answer to a question. Cut one. When will the White House release a log of visitors to the Wilmington House? You know. Um, Peter, you've asked this question, or as your colleagues have asked this question before, let's not forget uh, what we did here in this White House. We instituted something that the last administration 
got rid of, which is putting out the White House, uh, putting, uh, making sure that there was a White House log, extensive White House log. So the American I mean, people the got to see house where again, there is potentially again, unsecured well, classified again, material. Again, I am telling you, we did something that the last administration got rid of, which is instituting the White House logs. Uh, did you ask the last administration why they got rid of the White House logs? Okay, let's go. Let's go. Well, did Fox did? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. First of all, I, 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 now I'm, I don't be dogmatic on this because I don't, I don't know for sure. I, I find it very hard to believe that the Trump administration got rid of White House logs. Again, that's that's protocol. The Secret Service would, would everybody yeah. that would come in would have to. Yeah, log I don't in. think about Secret Service, but um, I think they did like visitors to President Trump. I think they did get rid of that. I, I believe. I believe I've read that before. But you talk about a non-answer. I mean, the question is, why isn't there a log to the Wilming Diary? If we're going to release the log, is there a log? Who visited? And the whole answer is, well, look what the last administration did. Yeah. We're better than them. Yeah. What about this? What about that? You know, I mean, that, isn't that what a third grader says about his little brother or, you know, somebody else? Well, I'm, I'm better than that person. Well, look at them. You know, you're, you're, you're holding the highest public office in the land, highest, arguably highest public office in the world, leader of the free world. At that time, he was vice president. But um, you choose to hold a public office. You choose to lead a public life. And in my, and you know, this nonsense of, well, you know, that's his private residence. In, in my mind, when you're a president or vice president um, or anywhere that high in the executive branch, I mean, you chose this life. Unless it involves minor children, you don't have a private life, as far as right. I'm concerned. Or, you know, the health of you know, the health of the first lady or something, that that'd be a little different. But to me everything else, you chose this life. You chose the the public. I mean there's no no privacy as far right. as I'm concerned. Right. Medical records of the president, you know, who visits him. I I I I'm with you. Uh, Just the News is reporting millions upon millions of mail-in ballots in California have gone unaccounted for the following uh, for following the state's first major test of its universal mail-in voting program. This, according to the Public Interest Legal Foundation, they said that 10 million mail ballots were unaccounted for following this year's November elections. California in 2021 became one of just a handful of states to adopt a universal mail-in voting policy whereby every voter in the state receives a ballot to vote via mail prior to an election. L listen, the, the progressives just want to steal the election. And, I mean, you got to tip your hat to them. They will come out and, they, you know, anybody that would object to this, oh, you know, they'll, they'll set the, the narrative that you're trying to disenfranchise these people, that you're against people voting because you do not allow us to send everyone a ballot. Well, you know, the, the whole COVID, during the whole COVID thing, um, I, I forget the name of the document, but you remember there was a document that was released that was kind of basically uh, war gaming, if you will, scenarios of the upcoming election. Uh, it was months ahead of the election. Um, it you just read that, and you know it was all planned. This They used COVID to say, you know what, this is the opportunity for us to do ballot harvesting on steroids, yep. to to make sure we get all the votes possible from people that, you know, one, don't have the mental, mental ability to properly vote in the first place, but just to collect ballots. And at what other time and what other election, state by state by state, did you have so many ballots with one person 
voted on the ballot, the President of the United States. Right. I mean, hundreds Nothing and else. hundreds of thousands. Nothing else. And no. guess what? In swing districts or important no. districts, no. it's just amazing. Yeah. And, and these election thieves... This is not going to stop with this. I mean, they want online voting. They want, you know, unlimited ballot harvesting. Things that were blatantly illegal just a few short years ago, now they're embracing and and pushing. And if you don't follow their lead, you're you're in favor of disenfranchisement. But but I'm telling you, Republicans, I mean, they cannot, uh, you know, go state by state by state and change laws. I mean, just ain't going to happen. Because uh, you'll get a situation like in North Carolina when you can change the law constitutionally correctly and then have a progressive bench that, you know, just ignores the Constitution. Yep. Anarchy. What they, what they have to do, they just have to say, you know what, these are rules, we're going to live by them, and we're going to play the same game. Not cheat, but we're going to go out on, on voting day and make sure we've already got a large percentage voted in our pockets. And they need, need to go ahead and do it. Not only judges, but agencies. The Federal Election Commission has dismissed a complaint from Republican groups alleging that Google unfairly targeted GOP fundraising campaigns by marking emails as spam at a far higher rate than those sent by Democrats. The FEC sent a letter to Google last week notifying the company that the government found no reason to believe the Republican allegations. The agency said any discrepancy between Republican and Democrat fundraising emails being marked as spam was inadvertent, according to the Wall Street Journal. (laughs) The commission bipartisan decision to dismiss the complaint reaffirms that Gmail does not filter emails for political purposes. So said the Google spokesperson, we continue to invest in our Gmail industry-leading spam filters because, as the FEC notes, they're important to protecting people's inboxes from receiving unwanted, unsolicited, or dangerous messages. Well, why is it that inadvertent tech issues always happen against Republicans Bingo. and to the Democrats' <laughs> benefits? I mean, you got to be Bingo. an idiot not to see that. Bingo. Uh, Ted Cruz and uh, Eric Swalwell... Might have a little bet going. Uh, This happened a couple of days ago. Swalwell decided to go to Ted Cruz and uh, let's put a bet on the upcoming Dallas Cowboys-San Francisco 49ers game. Swalwell said in his tweet, if the Dallas Cowboys beat the 49ers, I won't tweet for the rest of January. If the 49ers win, you can't tweet for the rest of January. How Texan are you, Ted? Deal, he wrote. To which Cruz responded, how about we bet on a Chinese dinner instead? <laughs> Eric Swalwell. He know, likes Chinese. Yeah. Well, <laughs> him and Fang Fang uh, and Wing Ding or whatever the name was. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, Swalwell should understand, number one, Ted Cruz is a hell of a lot smarter than he is. And number two, Swalwell's an easy target. Oh, yeah. You don't need to be oh, going yeah. on Twitter yeah. when you're such an easy target. Yeah. You, you uh, don't try to be a jokester because this is going to blow up in your face. Hey, we're going to take a time out. When we come back, we're going to play political trivia. Give us a call, 561-8255. Your category, government rationing, good price package, good question. Give us a call, 561-8255, area code 252, political trivia, when we get back. All right, welcome.
Welcome back in. Time for a little political trivia. Give us a call, 561-8255. Still have a couple of lines open here. Prize package includes an Ironwood gift certificate, also a gift certificate to Wendy's Goodies Bakery in Aden, delicious made-from-scratch goodies, a $20 gift card to Mucho Bueno in Havelock or El Mexicano in Newport for lunch or dinner, a gift certificate from Fit for Life 24, including two free training sessions with a coach, also a free oil change for your car or pickup at Dave Davis's East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep or at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. 561-8255. Remember, if you or anyone in your family has won recently, let's 60 days pass before you play again. First up, from Bellhaven, we have Arlene on the line. Hey, Arlene. Hey there, Arlene. Hi, how are you? We're doing well. You ready to play? Yes. All right. Do you know something about World War II? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. All right. Your government rationing, and it's related to World War II. Eighty years uh-huh. ago this week... In 1943, the government declared a wartime ban on the sale of pre-sliced bread to help in the war effort. How would banning Mm -hmm. pre-sliced bread help in the effort to beat the Axis powers of World War II? What were they trying to keep? In the you know when you're when you're rationing stuff, this means there's a short supply. So why would they be rationing? pre-sliced bread? Uh, They were rationing sugar at the time. That's true, too. But this is pre-sliced bread we're asking about. (laughs) Okay. What do you think? They weren't rationing bread, but they were rationing pre-sliced bread. The electricity that ran the bread... That's a good guess, but that's not it. That's a good guess, Arlene. That's a good guess, Arlene, but that's not it. Thanks for calling. 561-8255. That opens up some lines. So 80 years ago this week, 1943, the government declared a wartime ban on the sale of pre-sliced bread. Why? Gary. Hey, Gary. Hey, Gary. Hey, how are you? Doing well. Why do you think they would ban pre-sliced bread? Metal. Steel. Steel? Is there steel in yep. bread? <laughs> no, we're not stealing machinery because there's always a big steel drive trying to get steel for the war. That, that's a good guess. That's a good, that's a good guess, yeah. but that's not it. I mean, let's, let's assume oh, for, for the next caller that the, 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 the bread slicers are already there. So you did give a little hint. The bread slices were already there, but they still ban pre-sliced bread. 561-8255. Think about it. Give us a call back. 561-8255. So... Okay, we got to go to uh, Jay. Hey, Jay. Hello, Jay. Jay, you with us? <laughs> Jay, who else we got? Carolyn. Hey, Carolyn. Hey, Carolyn. Hello. What do you think, Carolyn? Why would you ban pre-sliced bread? Can you give me a hint first? Okay. Here's a little hint for you. I don't know if it's going to help you or not. Eighty years ago, it was not uncommon for people to walk to their nearby neighborhood market on almost a daily basis to purchase what they needed for just the next couple of days. Apparently, that didn't help you, did it? <laughs> not really, but um, my my guess would be that it would help them to cut down on eating uh, like meat and other foods that they would put in the bread. That's a good guess. That, that is, is a good that guess. is uh, very cognitive of you, but that's not it. Five six one eight two five five. Dustin's on the line. Hey, Dustin. 
Hey, hello. What do you think? Do you need another hint? Sure. Okay, well, this is sort of obvious. During World War II, there were all types of shortages. All types of shortages. Have you ever watched the uh, movie It's a Wonderful Life, that part of the scene where they're, they're scrap metal and old tires and just about everything there was a shortage of? So how would that relate to pre-sliced bread? Um, maybe processed meat like spam. Say that again? I couldn't. Uh, the... Processed meat like spam. And, no, that no. has nothing to do with spam. <clears throat> five six one eight two five five. Thank you, Dustin. Give us a call back. Let's go to Ken. Hey, Ken. Hello, Ken. How are you? Good. You need another hand. You think you got no, it? No, I think I got it. All right. Uh, what was it? To, they had to package the sliced bread. I got to give that to you. I got to give it it's, to you. It's dealing with food storage and the, and the need for food, for food and uh, storage. I, but can, well, can be a little bit more definitive. You you are really really high. Can you get a little bit more definitive? What well, was full loaf? Full loaf really didn't have to be packaged, but if you slice it, it you would have to keep it together. I think we got to give it to him. Yeah, I think we got to get it to him. It was. I mean, you're you're right there. The rationale by the United States government would it would require too much wax paper to wrap individual slices versus wrapping an unsliced loaf. And you're right. Back when you used to buy bread back then, it was just a crusty loaf. And yeah. They didn't even wrap it up. They did just put it in a sack and or the, something. In the war effort, they needed the wax paper to protect things from the outside from the outside elements. That's, yeah. That's what it was. There you go. So they didn't want to. They don't want everybody wrapping all those sandwiches and sending them off to school. Where are you calling from, Ken? <laughs> Uh, Atlantic Beach. All right, Ken from Atlantic Beach. Hang on there, and uh, Chris or uh, Clark are going to get all of your information, and we'll get you those gift certificates. Thanks, everybody, who called and played. And Benny, I'll be back in three minutes. This is your Drive at Five, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Congratulations, Ken Biggs of Atlantic Beach. He got it right. It was uh, rationing wax paper. And uh, if we slice the bread up, you'd have to wrap it up in uh, wax paper if uh, you just have a whole loaf. Because remember back in the day, we we're talking about the, during the break, you know, they would just take the whole loaf and the crust of the bread would basically protect the loaf of bread and they would just sort of stick it in the in a brown bag, and uh, or put it in the, the larger sack and take it home, and you slice it. Up. There's still more, there's still bakeries uh, in bigger cities. You can go buy you can oh, yeah. buy you know French yeah. bread like that. Yep. And, yeah, Italian bread, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So uh, Ken, congratulations. We've got a bunch of goodies we'll be sending your way. Just the news is reporting three fifths of likely U.S. voters said they want the new GOP-led House to reverse the hiring of 87,000 new IRS agents. My only question is, why just three-fifths? 60.1% of likely general election voters said they want the House to reverse hiring tens of thousands of new IRS agents. 28% said they do not want the measure reversed, while 11.9% were undecided, according to a Convention of States Action Survey conducted in partnership with the Traffica Group. Traffica Group. The... Uh, Republican-led House voted January the 9th to repeal the funding included in the $740 billion Inflation Reduction Act. 
the survey, which had a margin of error at 2.9 percent, polled over a thousand likely voters. Hmm. So uh, it, that's no big surprise. The big surprise is uh, why 28% said they did not want to reverse the measure. <laughs> that's because 28% are waiting for the refund from 2020, yeah. 2021. Well, I mean, how many – what's what's the – in all honesty, what is the percentage of Americans that work for the federal government? I know it's not 28%, but – It's a large number. It's Big a large number. number. Yeah. And if you take the number of people that work for some level – of the government, it probably is over 28%. Yeah, I want to think I saw something recently said that 11 million people work for the federal government or a federal government contractor. Well, I think that's right. And, of course, that's not counting state and local governments. Right. Uh, when you get up there, it's going to be a whole lot more. So Alec Baldwin has been formally charged with involuntary manslaughter in the fatal shooting on the set of the movie Rust. Will uh, the movie Rust ever come out? Alec Baldwin and the movie's uh, armorer, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, will both face criminal charges for the October 21, 2021 shooting of the Russ cinematographer uh, Helena Hutchings. The San Francisco District Attorney announced this earlier today. Baldwin and Gutierrez-Reed will each be charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter and Hutchins' death. It remains unclear what kind of sentencing they would receive if found guilty. Quote, after a thorough review of the evidence and laws of the state of New Mexico, I've determined that there is sufficient evidence to file criminal charges against Alec Baldwin and other members of the Rust film crew. New Mexico First Judicial District Attorney Mary Carmack Altwies reported, on my watch, no one is above the law and everyone deserves justice. You know, here's, I'm not a big... Uh, Alec Baldwin fan. I mean, he's more liberal than liberals. But uh, is is this uh, is this an appropriate charge? I mean, I understand that you would have uh, uh, manslaughter charges come about. I mean, when you stop and consider the fact that um, you could be charged with manslaughter even if you had an automobile accident and someone lost their life. Mm -hmm. But um, a criminal charge of manslaughter on this is it's it's going to be interesting, and obviously they'll you know they'll, they'll go through all the uh, legal gyrations to uh, come to a conclusion. Um, Baldwin's attorney, I saw, had uh, come out and pretty much, I mean, my words not his, but pretty much said it was a ridiculous charge and that it shouldn't go forward. But uh, we'll see where it goes. Well, and Andrew McCarthy, that sometimes. Um Comment, well, I guess he's got a regular comment on Fox News uh, on legal matters. I think he was former. I think he was former U.S. attorney. Mm -hmm. he, he thought it was. It should be. He shouldn't be over charged the top. over the top charge. But you know, I, I don't think. Uh, I don't know New Mexico's law, obviously, but I, I don't think it has to be intentional. But if they thought his acts were reckless enough, um, you know, just like, you know, if you if you kill someone while you're driving. But you, know, you certainly won't, probably weren't intentional, but if your driving was reckless enough, if your actions was reckless, they can charge you for involuntary manslaughter. But again, it could be an accident. I mean, if, if, you, were, if you were on your cell phone, if you were texting someone and you ran over someone and killed them, you know, that would be negligence to the point that uh, you could be charged with something like that. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, if, yeah. You're if your but, behavior, it doesn't right. have to be intentional, but right. it's reckless. Yeah, it, could be, it could be an accident, I, but it could have been avoided had you been paying attention. Yeah, I think there's a reasonable person standard in all that, too, I think. And so I guess it'll, it'll get down to, to all that. I think 
I think Alec Baldwin made a big mistake going on. Uh, he was on one of the shows. What's the little short guy that used to work for Bill Clinton uh, that's on ABC? Oh, oh. Um, Stephanopoulos. Uh, Georgie, yeah. Yeah, Georgie Stephanopoulos. Step all over you. Um, he went on his show and, you know, talked about he didn't pull the trigger and talked about all sorts of things. I, I think that's a mistake because, I mean, you've got, you've got tapes that will be used in court based on everything he said in that interview, so. Uh, this just coming across the newswire. David Crosby, a founding member of the Birds and Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, has passed away at the age of 81. Hmm. Uh, Facebook, Facebook has announced a new policy. <laughs> this sort of goes along with some of the ridiculous stories we've had in this same genre of transgenderism. So Facebook will now allow transgender and non-binary people to display their boobs. Doesn't matter whether you're biologically male or female, but uh, you can go ahead and expose your naked breast if you're if you're transgender or non-binary. What? But if you're cisgender, you're not. So if you're a biological female and you consider yourself a male, you can go ahead and expose your breast, according to Facebook. But if you consider yourself straight, female. You can't. You'll be banned. <laughs> oh, man. It's San Francisco. Isn't, isn't, isn't Facebook based in San Francisco uh, or somewhere, out, somewhere I, in California? I, anyway. I would not be surprised. The Californication of America continues. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's uh, double standards are all over the place. I mean, double standards, even to the point of uh, basic common sense, is just thrown out the window. Who, who, who cares about common sense? Who cares about fairness? Who cares about equal justice? Uh, how about if a guy that says he's a guy, how about if he shows his boobs? Is Facebook okay with that? I would assume so, but maybe not. I mean, in this, in this day and age of uh, equality, you know, if you're, if you're a straight guy and a straight gal, if the gals can't do it, why should the guys do it? I just... <laughs> It's that crazy. The rules are so complex now. I don't understand. Uh, well, there you go. <laughs> Congratulations again to Mr. Biggs of Atlantic Beach. Ken Biggs, our political trivia winner. Uh, we got to run. Hey, by the way, tomorrow we are scheduled to have Harris Faulkner on with us. We'll look forward to that. Look forward to being with you tomorrow night at 5. See ya. Bye-bye.